Pushing Richie here with the Hometime Show podcast. Uh, there's a bit you're about to hear. We talk about um, things that you're a little bit obsessed with that are stopping you from being productive. Mm. It's the first bit of the show. There's a bit that's just come to me now because we're recording this after the show that I didn't mention, and it's something that came up yesterday, and I've been thinking about it ever since, and it's made me daydream a bit, so I guess it counts. And that is the idea, the concept of maybe having Subutio once again. Oh, my goodness. Oh yeah. <laughs> Where did that come from we, on yesterday's show? I can't remember how it came from during the show, but right at the end of the show, when we finished at seven o'clock you and i were trying to persuade each other because persuading our producer doesn't matter it's, it's more convincing each other um we were trying to convince each other that it would be a sensible investment yes to uh get a sabutio pitch and board that we can have here in the studio and we were saying to each other once the show had finished that because it's just us and dave berry's breakfast show that are coming live from the studio we could have a board, and it's just not going to get in the way of anybody. It's like if you've seen the movie The Shining, they've got the whole Overlook Hotel to yeah. themselves. It's like that Richie on a trike going around very heavily patterned floors in a hotel uh, lobby, cycling around in circles. It's like that. Because if you think about it, Bush, let's let's let, let's chat with the listeners here. If you and I were to get a mounted Sabutio board and have it in the studio next door to us here at Absolute Radio. Worst case scenario, we get in trouble about it. Yep, that's it. Worst case scenario, that ain't happening until, like, April. We could have that right the way through till April, and if our boss, Paul, found out about it, he'd just take it off us. <laughs> do you know, he'd take it off us. I think he'd burn it. Yeah, he probably would do. So, look, watch this space. We're thinking of getting our own little Subutio setup with floodlights. And, and, and also, directly to you lot, do not... Go messaging our boss. Yes, yeah, right? yeah, 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 because you dubbed us in before, do you remember? Yeah, and it, it just takes away our fun. So if you want us to be in a good mood for these here shows, yeah. all right, think about it. It gets you nothing and loses us lots. And I don't want to start the podcast with a t- on a really bad, threatening tone, but let me just say this. Snitches get stitches. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. So what I want to find out right now is the last hour of your working days, you work hard from home, no doubt. What has been stopping you getting stuff done today? For me, it's no secret. I've never hidden from it. I'm a big addict to the computer game Football Manager and a beta version of the game beta. has come out within the last 24 hours and I'm all over it. This is when you know you're well into something because you <laughs> use words like beta. I don't even know what that means. It's not normally my kind of word. So the game proper comes out in a couple of weeks time. Okay. But if you're like an Uber fan of it and you follow them on their socials you can't wait until it's actually finished. They like release like a little tester, a little taster of it so you can have a go ahead of the full thing coming out. And I'm like, oh yes I'm going to do that. So much has not got done at home today because I've downloaded that. So if it's a beta, has it got glitches in it like Arsenal have got an attacking threat? I'm really sorry. It was just there. I'm Why has he done that? Run. I'm Why really has he done sorry. That? I'm really sorry. <laughs> um, I, I've got I, you know people in glass houses. I've already been dabbling with the game, and I think it's fair to say that <laughs> Arsenal defend as well on the computer game as they have been in recent matches. <laughs> Can you tick a <laughs> avoid match of the day option? <laughs> <laughs> but you're you're really well into it because sometimes on this show, if we've got uh, a bit where we have to wait around for an interview, whatever, you'll get your laptop out and start playing it in yeah. the studio. Oh, I've been playing last year's game like as recent as like last week. So the fact that there's an update 
day and this 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 beta one is out there. That's been stopping me in my tracks. It's fantastic, by the way. <laughs> That's been stopping me in my tracks. Want to find out what what has been halting your productivity? What stopped you from getting things done today? I mean, maybe you've gone to the point of actually having to destroy this thing or take it out of your life. Yeah, because it's too distracting. I have, um, you know, I'm a board massive board game fan. Uh, there's a there's a website called Board Game Geek, which is just damning in itself in its name. <laughs> but I'm on there all the time, and I had the you know sometimes you can save the actual web addresses on your homepage of your mm-hmm. phone. I had that saved so I could get to it quickly. <laughs> I thought, this has gone too far, I had to delete it. So that's what's stopping me today. So sure. let's all share. Let's come clean on these things. What's been stopping you getting things done today? It's not necessarily a computer game. It could be something completely different. Uh, this text says, the new bird in the office. Oosh, staying anonymous as you're playing through Alexa in the office. Come on. <laughs> come on, you better come than on, that. Come on, sunshine. Uh, Rob, this could be a little bit different, I feel. What's, uh, what's going on with you today, Rob? Well, I was just about to get there in a bit, hopefully, in the next hour or so. So That's very casual. <laughs> about an hour or so. I can't believe like this. <laughs> Here we are talking about what's stopping you uh, getting things done today. We're stopping you getting something really important getting done. Well, it's not stopping me. It's, uh, I'm just watching. <laughs> so what, what, what's your role in this? Are you, are you, like, getting food and stuff from the inevitably the Costa Coffee that's in the hospital, or what's, what's your deal? Uh, I'm just supporting her and encouraging her and giving her sugar when she needs it. And you're keeping Absolute Radio on in the delivery suite. Yeah, yeah, it's playing in the background. Amazing. Yeah. Now, do you know if you're having a boy or a girl, or is it a bit of a surprise? It's a complete surprise. Wow. So, what, what about whatever song is on when the baby finally emerges? Then that could be the name of the child. Will you let us know later on? Uh, we've already got names decided, so it probably won't be linked to the song. But well, no, it's fine. Scrap that and do uh, do what we want to do. <laughs> <laughs> what's your lovely uh, What's your lovely wife's name? It's Emily. Emily, right, okay. Well, look, all the best to both of you, and uh, we can't wait to see what song it is that's playing. All right, if you can go in Crowded House, it'd be great. <laughs> great, good speech, you man. Take care, good luck. Uh, Debbie says, last night's Holby City and this lunchtime's Doctors. I've watched them both during my three-hour lunch. Obviously, a bit of a Oof. sucker for uh, hospital drama. Uh, Doctors is amazing, because anyone who's ever been in EastEnders and then left, they're in, they're in that programme. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's unbelievable. I think it's where all the actors and actresses go after they, their contracts have run out. Uh, let's go to the phones and say hi to Nicole. Nicole, what have you been wasting your time on? Um, well, there's been uh, well, there's an app that uh, I downloaded on my phone the other day called Wodoku, um, which is a, it's a bit like Tetris, but it's uh, yeah, say so it's it's not it's not that great, but I just can't can't stop playing it. It's uh, it's really addictive. So <laughs> is this like sometimes when back in the days when other people used to be on the train when we were on it, uh, you look over someone's shoulder and they're playing like Candy Crush and stuff like that. It's like that you, yeah. they're completely absorbed in it. Are you completely absorbed in this thing? Yeah, yeah, com- completely. And and every time you could sort of like you you sort of. Um, like I don't know, you, you don't really uh, win on it, but you you sort of constantly trying to beat your high score, and it's you know you're playing against yourself. So it's. Uh, <laughs> I think yeah. I'm going to have to have a look at this. Not that I need yeah. anything I else to say. stop me, but um, <laughs> Wudoku. It sounds like it's got a bit of like Sudoku in it. The it, numbers in it and stuff. No, no, it's it's all like shapes, like Tetris. It's say uh, it doesn't take much concentration. But you know, the weird uh, thing is, the weird thing is, a lot of people feel bad about playing games like this, like they're wasting their time. But I think it's quite good to keep your brain ticking over like that. So you are, it's like a mental workout, I presume. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. It's uh, not so good when it takes you away from <laughs> from other stuff you should be doing. But uh, I've got but the yeah. Tetris theme back in my head now as well, thanks to you, Nicole. Was that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's Tetris. That's is Tetris. It? 
Sing it again. Forgive us, Nicole, because we need to get to the bottom of that. That sounds like some Mario thing. I think Tetris is... Well, what am I singing? I don't know what that was. It's not your washing machine again, is it? Sorry, Nicole, you're getting embroiled in an argument. It's not your fault. <laughs> Good to speak to you. Take care. Bye. Have a brilliant Wednesday. Yeah. Les says, I've been trying to make a Gruffalo's Child stick man for my granddaughter. I should be painting walls and skirting boards. I would say, as a grandfather, you have been doing exactly the right thing. Bang on grandfather behaviour, that. Still hearing about Wudoku. Oh, uh, okay. We were asking you what's been stopping you in your tracks and getting stuff done today. Helen in North Wales heard us talk about Wudoku earlier says, it is fantastic, it is like Tetris, but you make lines and blocks in nines and up and across. Speaking of Tetris, we've also gone down a little bit of a wormhole <laughs> regarding the Tetris theme music. Well, we tried to sing uh, at the same time the te- Tetris theme to Nicole, and we yeah. both started singing different songs, so <laughs> one of us is, has got to be wrong. Uh, Dan of the Wibble on Twitter has clarified for us uh, I was nearly singing the Tetris theme, which goes a bit like this, as per Dr. Spin. You're going to dig this. <laughs> yes, come Transported on. Transported back to the 90s. Different times, mate. Nothing to worry about. OK, so that's Dr. Spin and Tetris. So I was kind of nearly there with the Russian theme. How close was I? Well, this is what you were singing, and it was a song out by the Ambassadors of Funk. Oh. Yes. Yeah, which was also 90s, and it... Yeah, this was the Super Mario Brothers. OK. Wait for it to kick in. I love this bit. <laughs> this would still go off in a club. If, I, I we, if we could go clubbing right now. I don't argue with you at all. <laughs> this is going to be a big hour of radio. It's a chance for you to get your hands on a very coveted piece of uh, hometime merchandise. A limited number of these, because when they're gone, they're gone. We're talking about hometime face masks. This hour of the show, we're calling Mask Mayhem. Mask Mayhem! Mask Mayhem. We need to, uh, in some way, agree on, we're calling it Mask or Mask. <laughs> no, I, I'm not compromising uh, where I come try from. Try it my way, try my way. Call it Mask Mayhem. Mask Mayhem. No, no, sorry. Listen to sorry. That, the voice on it as well. Mask Mayhem! Mask Mayhem. That's better. No, I can't. <laughs> Ring a ding ding, madam, did you call? <laughs> This hour of the show... Hey, up, Mask Mayhem. Mask Mayhem. Flippin' heck. e by heck. So, look, this hour of the show, we want to give away a load of these brilliant hometown face masks that we've had done. They've got hometown branding on them. They've got absolute radio. They look the part. You're going to be getting thumbs up from people when you're on the train or whatever with these things on. However, in terms of giving them away, we want you to tell us if you've got quite high visibility or footfall going past you in terms of using you, if you don't mind, as advertising space. Now, obviously, we appreciate those of us uh, in England right now. Not really much visibility going on right now, but that period will end. Yeah. OK, so think about it, all right? Where you wear your mask, will plenty of people see you wearing your mask and it will basically act as an advert for the home time show? It's a win-win situation for both of us. You get to have the mask, we get the advertising off of you as a walking billboard. Maybe you just walk the dog around the park. That's good enough for 
for us. Yes. Now, obviously, we've got to be careful where we send them. Mark in Kennington says, I'm a male stripper. Loads of people could see your merchandise. Oh. We, ain't, we ain't having that covering that. Do not ruin our masks, please, with that kind of muckiness. <laughs> uh, uh, guys, my name is James. I fit disabled lifts all over the UK from schools to care homes, even on cruise ships, so your advertising would potentially go worldwide. One to consider. Yeah. Uh, Dennis, welcome to Mask Mayhem. Excellent. Dennis, how can you be of service to us as a walking or travelling billboard? I'll, I'll be a billboard, mate. I'll go all over the UK. What do you do? I'm a HCB driver. Oh, fantastic. That's great. Where do you go? Where? What, what places have you been to recently? Um, recently, I've been to Warrington. I've been to Bridgewater in Somerset. What a place that is. Uh, well, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm on my way now to Newark. Hey, look, north, south, east, west, it's all covered it with is. this fella, oh, isn't it? We do Scotland, we do everything. One final thing that will clinch the mask for you, my friend, is give us a two of your horn, let's see what you're packing there. <laughs> no, that's not How bad. That? That's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis, you've got yourself a mask anyway. Wear it proud and wear it loud. Excellent, I will do. Thank you very much. We've got Ellie on the line. Hello. Welcome Hi, to... Hiya, Bush and Richie. Welcome oh, to Mask oh, Mayhem. Oh, oh, oh. oh, thank you. Gore, you're at the races today, aren't you? I am. No mucking around. Ellie, tell us what you do. I'm an NHS volunteer that meets and greets people. Wow, when, when do they meet? When do you get meeting and greeted at the NHS? So you guys are too busy for all that, aren't you, surely? No, I'm a volunteer. It's, it's at the Recovery College at my local hospital. Oh, for people that are recovering from mental health issues. Oh, God bless you. You sound like a lovely person. I'd like to be greeted by Ellie. She seems lovely, doesn't she? I would she? love to be greeted by Ellie. And uh, I'd love to be... my friendly face. I would love to be greeted by you with a home-time mask on as well. Oh, yes, please. You've won one. Congratulations. Thank you so much. That's great. I'll be a great advert for you. We've got Sam on the line now. Welcome to Mask Mayhem, Sam. Woohoo! <laughs> Woohoo! Sam, tell us what you do and where you are. So I'm in Lancashire and I'm a bank manager. All right. Right, okay. Lovely to speak to you. Take care, Sam. We'll see you soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nice bank manager. Just don't ask me for money and I won't say no. <laughs> so uh, tell us how people could see so much of you uh, with the face mask on and advertising home time. Because I get the best job at the minute of telling people when they can and can't come in the bank. So they have to be nice to me. So I have to allow them to come in because I've only got a small bank. Um, so they have to be pretty much nice to me or they don't get to come in. Wow. So cause, um, uh, well, from what I've seen in our local high street, there's always one of you that has to take turns going out the front in like a high-vis vest, letting people in or out. I, I don't wear a high-vis vest. The mask that I currently wear is embarrassing enough. Oh, go um, on. Is this some kind of branded bank one? It's not a branded bank one. It's a it's an old athletic mask. <laughs> oh, how are Oldham oh. Athletic doing right now? Because I'm not sure I'd be standing wearing an Arsenal branded face mask. Not as good as Arsenal, so that kind of tells you how well they're doing at the minute. Blimey, I think we need to send a mask to this woman straight away. Nineteenth in football league two. Let's get it out there, yeah, first we'll, class. We'll post it ourselves. <laughs> Brilliant, thank you. We've got Sandra on the line right now. Sandra, how can you advertise for us? Um, I was phoning up for my daughter. Um, she show jumps. They walk a course before they jump. And there's usually about 50 odd people walking the course. They all obviously have to wear a mask. Obviously, wow. not just at the moment during lockdown, but 
hopefully as soon as we can start getting out and jumping again. Um, she's got two horses, so she's jumping at least two classes. Okay. Um, and she's also a firefighter. And obviously they have to wear masks while they're travelling around in the fire truck. Oh, that's pretty cool. So what about this as a deal? We send her a mask, your daughter a mask, and then you rename the two horses Bush and Richie. <laughs> <laughs> So there's rules about changing horses' names. So I'd love to, but not really. There's rules. Going to happen. Well, yeah. I didn't know. Is there rules? Change, change a horse. Change name? a horse's yeah, name by deed poll or something. <laughs> well, yeah, sort of. If they're registered with British Show Jumping, you have to keep their names that's on their passport. Regarding wow. the uh, firefighting side of things, I should just give you a heads up. I'm not sure how our masks work over breathing apparatus. <laughs> <laughs> right, they don't wear the BA while they're in the fire truck. Oh, OK, so they can ride in the truck with the mask on. Mm. Mm. Consider yeah. it done. Well, yeah, I think if we can get over this problem with the horse naming thing, there's one on its way. <laughs> well, one of them's called one of them's called Roxy, and she's named after a speaker. OK, Bush and Roxy. Feels like uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of a late-night show <laughs> when, when Richie's feeling a bit fruity. <laughs> Absolute radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Hometime with Bush and Richie on a Wednesday night. We are joined by TV legend. It's the man himself, Mr Ross Kemp. I'm more of a legend these days than a legend. <laughs> But, um, you were just saying beforehand it's bath time in the Kemp household. What's Is it chaos there or what's going on? Yes, it's been chaos ever since the first lockdown and it's not got any better. There's just a lot of water. In fact, I won't show you the ceiling above me, but it, it looks like a whole ship. It's had three or four. <laughs> um, yeah, they seem to think that the idea of a bath is to spread it as much and as far as they possibly yeah. can to the water. Well, if ever there's a night to make sure that bath time is on time and nailed, it's when Dad's on telly later. Uh, we are really looking forward to uh, the Millennium Dome heist, which is tonight, 9 o'clock on ITV. I've always been a big fan of the Great Train Robbery. Not a, not a fan of what they did, but like it's, it's been a story that's fascinated me. It's almost like an equivalent for a different generation. It's the year 2000, so it, for many reasons it was an odd, sort of odd year. I actually went to the party on New Year's Eve 1999, and all I can remember really was that it took a lifetime to get there and even longer to get home. And the Queen <laughs> was there, and Tony Blair was the Prime Minister. Much more of it I can't remember, but afterwards they used the dome before it became the A2 as a, as a conference centre, an arena to have displays, and one of the displays was a thing called the money zone. And I think 20 years ago, we looked at displays of wealth in very different ways to we see them, them now. I think if somebody stuck up a million pounds on a wall uh, and then put 350 million pounds worth of diamonds behind it, it might look maybe a little crass today. But this is a time, remember, when the biggest setting phone was a Nokia and it didn't have a camera and it was analog. This was, a, this was a time when people were paid with wage packets, and that's why there was nearly 300 armed robberies every year, nearly one for every day of the year. But these particular guys, can I just give them a little bit of praise? And as you say, you know, you, we glamorise this, but these guys are worthy of a sort of praise. You can never, ever connect them to two previous robberies because there is nothing that has ever legally connected them to two previous robberies. But they all have one thing in common, they all got away by speedboat. 
It's mad though, isn't it? Because I, I remember um, the robbery itself had, you know, the way sometimes in the papers they do like a graphical uh, representation of what happened. And it was like the opening ceremony of the London Olympics in 2012 with like speedboats down the Thames and all this kind of thing. Do you think we have a, a in Richie mentioned the great train robbery, we do have a kind of romantic view sometimes in this country of, of, uh, of have a go robberies when there's a bit of ingenuity involved. There's something about think, that in this country. I think there's a, there, there's a, there's a, there always will be and always has been a kind of great romance around, you know, like, like people say gangs are a new phenomenon well the story of robin hood isn't an, exactly a new story <laughs> we do have a romance around it and and let's be fair these guys showed tremendous ingenuity if they were involved in the first two other uh, robberies but certainly um what they put together getting a jcb smash for the door that said if the two coppers who were observing what was going on hadn't moved away from the door two minutes earlier they would have been salami so you yeah. know there's always a serious element to this, that those guys actually had a, a hilty nail gun, they had a sledgehammer. Uh, interestingly enough, though, the uh, glass that was supposed to protect the diamonds was supposed to withstand a sustained hammer attack for over 30 minutes, and the glass broke in under 30 seconds. Wow. <laughs> Get your money back on that one, then, that's for sure. Uh, Ross, question I want to ask you, as someone who went to the Millennium Dome back in the actual year 2000, do you think this is um, this heist would have happened uh, if the Millennium Dome had been more successful? Because if you remember back to 2000, it was a massive flop. No one went. Well, they still ran the risk of squashing people. It still had people in it when, um, and lots of school kids. I mean, I'm not, you know, um, I'm saying that there would still be concern. But yeah, absolutely. I do remember that sort of like it was supposed to be the crown in New Labour, uh, the jewel in the crown of New Labour, and it did end up being a bit more like a piece of toilet paper in the crown of New Labour. <laughs> it's a big place. It's vast, isn't it? I walked in there and just looked at the arena. I mean, it is absolutely vast. Mm. It's a big old space. So, Ross, you've done, you know, Ross Kemp on gangs, Afghanistan, prisons. Are you not tempted to do like an easy one like... Ross Kemp on like Chinese food or nice beaches or anything like that. Give yourself a bit of an, an easy one. Do you know what I mean, Ross? After Ross Kemp on bath time. Are you serious? <laughs> that's, that is, that's brutal, that one, isn't it? Get, get me out of the door, please. Get me out of the front door. Get me a job. Out of this country, preferably. Something that uses a passport. We won't be doing that for a little while because of lockdown. But, um, yeah, look, I'm... I'm just I'm like everybody else. I'm a freelancer. And I think, you know, I think uh, it's going to be tough for all of us um, over the next four or five months. Um, you know, and I hope the news of, um, of hopefully there being a cure out there comes to, to fruition. But I think it's going to be tough for lots of people. And anyway, I'm pretty lucky and you know, I've got a garden. And I think back to when I was younger and I lived in a, in a one bedroom flat, I would not like to be there right now, to be honest. It's harder as Absolutely. well in the winter. Something that we've been talking about on the, uh, on the show uh, this week. Uh, has been um, whether or not it is time to get out the big coat. Uh, we've unlocked the big coat protocol. Uh, you are undoubtedly one of the hard men of this country. Is Ross Kemp wearing a big coat yet? Not yet, but I will be. And, and <laughs> you know, unfortunately, it's a really bad, it's a real tough one because two of my kids have the Kemp gene. So try, they were running around in t-shirts in the driving rain today. <laughs> and like my, my wife's Australian. She grew up, was up in North Queensland where it doesn't get colder than about 30 plus. Uh, and uh, she's already decked in two fur coats. Well, not fur coats, but you know what I mean? Fluffy yeah. jackets, spider jackets, down jackets. So she's already feeling it. One of my daughters is, but my two other kids are running around in t-shirts. Sadly. So holding out slightly for uh, for the old big coat protocol, which is fair enough. They, they made their own decisions on it these It will things. happen, though. Even the Kemp 
Even the Kemp succumbs. <laughs> there you go. There's a, there's a phrase. OK, Ross Kemp has spoken on the Big Coat Protocol. Uh, I have to say you were amazing fun during the World Cup. Uh, the videos that you posted of you shouting and celebrating with the England team was great. Are we ever going to have fun like that ever again, Ross? Well, if England play that well again, I will, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think my wife has warned me to stay away from uh, two-beer maximum uh, when England play football, so I don't get <laughs> Go smashing it on uh, on um, social media, but um, look, tough times create tough people, and we'll get through this, and we will get through this, and there'll be happier times ahead. It just seems very difficult, you know, right now when we're in the eye of the storm, uh, and um, you know, as you say, everyone's putting on the outside coats on. But um, we'll get through this. Um, you know, summer will come next year, and hopefully, we'll have got rid of this dreadful virus. And yeah. Um, the economy will have picked up and we'll all have smiles on our faces. And England will be in the World Cup finals one day and win. Yes, heard it here first. Uh, one final thing about tonight's show. Everyone have their tea after this show and make sure you watch the Millennium Dome heist from 9 o'clock on ITV. Um, I've never seen any footage of what happened. Will there be footage in the show tonight? Yeah, absolutely. You see, it was filmed. I mean, even for then, the surveillance team, the SO11, they're called, surveillance team filmed the guys going off... Uh, getting the boat, trying the boat out. Uh, they filmed the meeting. Once they found out who they they thought they were, they had them under surveillance for six months before they committed the crime. So, and then also when they went in, you see the police coming in and arresting them. You see the smoke bombs. You see the JCB making its way. It looks wow. very odd. I actually went and saw the JCB, the hero of the crime. I went to meet the JCB. Um, <laughs> but having said that, do you know what? Um, I spoke to two coppers that were standing on the other side of the door when it came through it. And uh, even now when they were talking about it, you could tell they wet themselves when it happened, as you probably would. Yeah. <laughs> Ross, final question. What's for dinner tonight in your place? Mate, believe it or not, we eat early in the Kemp household. Um, I like to say it was actually quite healthy. It was quinoa, rice, chopped peppers, onions, garlic, soy sauce, a little bit of chilli sauce from the one that I did for my wife, sea bass and bacon stir-fry. Wow. Oh, my word. Oh, flipping <laughs> it. The man on the cookery show very soon. Yes. Tomorrow, tomorrow it'll be pizza from down the road. No. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't happen like that every night, trust me, but just say so it happened tonight. Fantastic. Well, listen, an honest speech you, Ross. Uh, stay safe, take care. We'll see you on the other side and make sure you watch the Millennium Dome heist tonight on ITV at 9pm. Thank you so much, guys. So there's the show. Uh, we're still talking about Subutio pitches. There's one pitch on the website that's got um, snow on it, like a special snow pitch. I just love that. How good is that? It's so good. We could... We've got the storage space to afford two pitches. <laughs> Home and away, like. Home and away, <laughs> yeah. A summer pitch and a winter pitch. Okay, guys, you ready for this? One, two, three, four. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. It is now over. It's over. It's over. It's done.